Tenakoto Katoa, and thank you very much for tuning in to this preview podcast on Code with Kingi, where I am accompanied by one of Wellington's fondest in Nick Higgity to discuss the first Bledisloe Cup test in 2020 being played in Wellington this Sunday afternoon. Now, not too dissimilar to what I was doing with Super Rugby Aotearoa, I'm going to be looking to pump out a yarn on both a before and after the basis surrounding these All Black games, where I'll get a guest on to tune through some of the talking points surrounding the game as well as throwing in our two cents as to what we've liked and disliked from the men's national team. So without further ado, let's get into it. So uh, yeah, welcome back, Nicholas, for the first edition of COVID Kingy in relation to the All Blacks. I've done a few preview podcasts with my suggested teams with the likes of Matt Tward and my old fella, but you know, we've finally got All Blacks rugby just around the corner. So yeah, yeah. yeah Awesome, uh, awesome to be here, Jordan. And uh, yeah, test match footy. We're uh, back in the cake tin, I think it is. So, are you going along? I'm on the fence at the moment. So my old man's got tickets, but he's not sure if he's going to go. So yep. I, I guess it's all really dependent on on what he's up to. So I, I guess if he's not going to go, I'm, I'll happily take them. But if he doesn't end up dishing them off to me, I guess I'm just going to be watching it at home with hopefully a few of the boys and a few cold ones. What about yourself? Yeah, yeah. No, we got 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 some tickets, so uh, you're heading along with the old man and that. So, see, hopefully, uh, an All Black win. It'll, it's a bit of a throwback, eh? You know, having the All Blacks play on a Sunday, especially exactly, in New Zealand. Right? Like, yeah. I can't remember ever going along to a Sunday game for an All Blacks test. So, no, me neither. Yeah, well, um, he's been turning it on lately as well with the weather. So, afternoon game, similar to what would happen with the Super Rugby Aotearoa on the Sunday. Yeah, um, Sunday sesh is on. <laughs> Yeah, bro. So before we crack into the rugby, bro, I've just got a few talking points that I thought I'd mull over with you, considering you've got quite an extensive rugby IQ. So first off, we've got the the 2020 Rugby Championship was, of course, confirmed to be being played in Australia uh, next month off the back of some extensive research done by Sansa. And unfortunately for us Kiwis, like I just mentioned, it's being moved across the ditch. And now Sansa said that the decision was made based off of government requirements um, around protein, uh, protein quarantine protocols. So i.e. you know teams coming into the country and then how quickly they can be training and the like. So mm-hmm. they've come out and said that. But Jacinda Ardern then had a bit of a rebuttal saying that New Zealand's facilities were up to the same standard of Australia and that they were willing to sort of, you know, give a bit of leeway to teams coming in to allow them to get the best preparation they they possibly could going into a test match. So, yeah, and Mm -hmm. she sort of ended off her thing with saying that it was all Sanzar's politics. So I I don't know if you've got an opinion around this. I guess I'm pretty disappointed not to have the championship here, considering, I guess, how well the the Super Rugby Aotearoa stuff went. And I I just knew, you know, if it was to be held in New Zealand, I feel like New Zealanders would get out and support it. So... Yeah, I mean, what have you made of that whole thing, or you know, have you even made a thing of it? Oh yeah, um, I think New Zealand rugby were probably a bit slow to the party and just a little bit arrogant, to be fair. Like we, you know, there was all the talk like, oh, maybe they should only have two Super Rugby teams Australia. You know, you guys aren't good enough for us, and this and that. And then South Africa is fucked off, and then you know, uh, 
pretty much New Zealand's like in the in the state now that it's like, oh shit, we actually, you know, <laughs> we we need these two other countries, um, and especially with South Africa saying that they're going to join the Northern Hemisphere with all their Super Rugby teams, but I don't know what that means for Super Rugby Championship as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it's it's at fault New Zealand a little bit, but as well as probably the government. But yeah, she's she's tough out there at the moment. It's tough to try anything that's trying to you know to do with the border is 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 pretty pretty tough. I see. Uh, I think you know even Israel Adesanya is still in the in his isolation period in Auckland, and so they're doing two weeks. So he doesn't even get a you know. Uh, uh, a light ride kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, it's uh, yeah, which is crazy. You think you like you know you could just I don't know yeah. walk straight back in with the belt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> even the champ has to quarantine. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I think at the end of the day, like whether we like to admit it or not, Australia are just bigger, and they probably do have slightly better facilities with. You know, with just being a bigger country, and I think, like you mentioned, New Zealand were or have been pretty arrogant off the back of Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, mm. and you know, them pretty much trying to dictate where this championship thing goes because they sort of looked at Australia and you know where they are at um, rugby wise, and then even you know, sort of stemming from the top down, all that happened with Raylene Castle and all the mm. in-house fighting that went on with relation to the Israel Flower stuff, and then. They're not getting a TV deal done, so but I think they. I think what I think what 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 New Zealanders forget is that Australia probably has the same amount of fans as New Zealand does for the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. So like, just because like they obviously got a bigger population, but it's a small like they've probably got a smaller scale compared to cricket and that. But they might even have more fans than us. Like you know, they're a country of twenty odd million, we're only four million. So and yeah. you know. How many of the four million actually watch will watch the All Blacks? Maybe only, you know, three hundred thousand, possibly maybe, you know, out of every person that lives in New Zealand. Um, so, at the same time, you know, just because we we might be you know seen as better, uh, it's not necessarily, um, you know, it, and it all comes down to money at the end of the day. I think so. Yeah. Um, on who's generating more revenue and who has the biggest say. Yeah, exactly, and there's not a lot of money going around um, at the moment with COVID-19, so yeah, I guess the best bet is to go with the big fish, but stemming off the back of that decision to have the rugby championship held in Australia and the end date of the proposed competition being the 12th of December, that then means that the All Blacks, should they come back from Australia straight away, which, which you'd presume they do, they don't get out of quarantine until... Boxing Day at the earliest mm. and there has been reports that there have been several players that have gone to the coaching staff or powers of be and said that well if we're not back by Christmas you know like, I don't want to go on tour <laughs> so yeah I, I've got my own personal opinion on that but I'll let you leave with this one bro like do you think the players are out of line for taking this sort of stance I just don't think they quite understand um <laughs> like or, or you know they've probably it's a miracle that they've even got this thing going um and for them just to you know for you to get paid you have to play this game kind of thing so if you don't want the money and you don't want to play then that's fine don't don't go kind of thing 
So the kind of significance of it actually getting off the ground is massive. And for you to, you know, have one day, I know it's Christmas, but from away from your family, I mean, you know, the Black Caps do it all the time, don't they? You know, going over to play on the Boxing Day test and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, there's... Just because you're in the All Blacks doesn't mean it's not a job kind of thing. It's at the same time I've yeah. missed the last two Christmases with my job, like with my family. So um, it's not, you know, yeah, I can understand like you you want to be with your family, but at the same time it's the All Blacks, and you know if that's what it is, it's, it's what it is. You can't exactly. Do it, I, I think that the players are almost trying to have their cake and eat it too. You know, they want to be an All Black, but they'll they're wanting to do it on their terms and. I mean, I don't know who, you know, in terms of the, the, the group of players or said players that went and made this demand, but, you know, being an All Black is a privilege. Mm. And, you know, like you said, they get paid pretty handsomely to play a game. And, you know, they do it bloody well and, you know, they, they do a lot for the New Zealand economy, but I think it's a pretty small sacrifice to, you know, give up your Christmas with your family. And, I mean, with technology these days, it's not like they're going to be out of touch with them, it's just they won't be with them physically. Mm. And, like you said, there, there are a lot of people that don't have jobs at the moment. And there are going to be other people who are going to be working on Christmas who won't get to spend it with their families. So, um, imagine yeah. if this was a headline back in like 1940s when people were going to war. Oh, all blacks don't want to go to Aussie because they're going to miss Christmas. Like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people would just be like, that guy does not deserve to be in the all blacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know so, I mean? so, yeah, I'm hoping that, I mean, obviously it's going to be interesting, you know. Should this competition get off the ground, um, I'm going to make a, a point with South Africa in a moment. But yeah, like should players pull out, you know, that might be an indication of who's gone to see Ian Foster and said, yeah, it's a no. I think the only ones it will be it will be the people who have just had a young young child, so maybe Bowden and that, you know, who's mm. who's just had a kid or whoever um, who probably doesn't need the money or you know, it's not going to be the end of the world if they don't play kind of thing. Maybe they're, they're the ones. But yeah. yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But like I just mentioned, um, this competition can only go ahead uh, if we can get South Africa and Argentina down to this part of the world. And South Africa only just started playing rugby within the last two weeks. That's when the South African government said it's all good to go out and toss the pill around. And I've, I've done a bit of reading and seen that the Springboks had a national trial a weekend or two ago, and uh, to put it lightly, apparently it was a pretty scrappy affair. So, I mean, Captain Cyclist has come out and said that they are underprepared at the moment, and with the proposed rugby championship date being the 7th of November, you know, that only gives them the next month to get hmm. prepared for, for test match footy. So, I mean, obviously yeah. the big incentive, like we've mentioned, is the money. That, that will be drawn from the profit shares for each of the four nations should they compete. But, I mean, like, looking at it from the other side of the sword, you know, if you're, if you're a South African rugby supporter or, you know, if you're playing for the Springboks, do you want to come over here undercooked, risk getting injured because, you know, that's what happens when you don't get a proper season under your belt. You just have to look at Super Rugby Aotearoa or the NRL to see the, the massive rates of injury. Um, and then, you know, if they go and get pantsed as well, you know, like... Has it really been worth it? I, I know that money is a shortage for you know Argentina, New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia right now. But could they end up doing their brand 
even more harm than good should they come over here and all of that sort of negative stuff happen? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, maybe Argentina's probably in the worst position out of them all, but I'd say South Africa is still pretty strong. I don't know how many... Oh, they've got quite a few of their World Cup squad that are playing in, in Europe, so I'd, I don't know if they get released to play, do they? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. But they'll be competitive either way if they play or... Uh, whatever team they put out there, I'd say. I don't think you'll see a 50-point jabbing like you did a few years back. I mean, I, I just don't know, because to come all the way over here, having only been together less than a month, and you've got to do a little bit of quarantine, I think I think it's like three or four days before you then can be allowed to do team stuff, and then you're going up against guys from Australia and New Zealand who've been playing rugby the last you know three months. It just seems like such a big advantage. Mm. And that I feel like there is the risk. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, you know, I'd love to see the South Africans get thumped, but I just don't think it would be uh, an authentic sort of win, if mm. that makes sense. So yeah, it, it, yeah, I think it depends on who's, what players they have, maybe, um, and if they get most of their World Cup squad, then it probably you know they'll they'll def- they'll definitely bring it if, they, if they've got the same squad but if they've got new guys and that yeah you're, you're right it'll be pretty tough yeah man I guess like with um, the, the stuff you mentioned before we're just going to have to wait and see how it all plays out because I mean like things are, are chopping and changing you know all the time now you know you know one minute you know we're in level one and then we're back to level three and four or you know level four for Auckland and then Although we've come out, of it, come out of it pretty clean now. Now the president of the United States has COVID and now he's cured. So like, just anything can happen. You know, just imagine if we get all those teams over to Australia and then there's another outbreak and then what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Although you know mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're both massive Code fans and we want to see the All Blacks playing as much as possible. You know, considering the year that we've had. Yeah, this the world we're living in is just so erratic, and. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough if you're, you know, professional rugby players at the moment. They're in um, a weird situation because, uh, you know, they're probably they're all they're, all the Super Rugby players are all still taking thirty percent pay cuts at the moment, from what I understand. So a lot of them, are, some of them are, are getting a little bit fed up with it, and you know, oh, you know, should I shoot off and just maybe this is the there's a lot of self reflection going on, I think, and. I think there's going to be a big flush of of players um, once the once the borders open again um, of, of players leaving. Yeah. I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah. just doing 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 what they have to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, rugby only lasts so long, bro. So you might as well cash in, especially mm. with the big bucks being thrown around mm-hmm. these days. But um, yeah. Back to this weekend's game. So we've got the All Blacks taken on the Wallabies at 4 o'clock at the Cape Tin. Starting team. So, you know, this is going to be a, a massive sort of, I guess, reveal on which way Ian Foster is going. I mean, there are a lot of talking points, you know, i.e. the 10-15 situation, uh, the mm. bench, you know, whether or not we're going to see many debutants, you know, the outside backs. There's so many different talking points, and I've I've asked you to put together your team that you predict will be taking the field or at least stripping for the All Blacks on Sunday. So, yeah, yep. why don't you let us off with your front row? Yeah, uh, well, it has to be Moody and Tuanga Fasi. I think Moody's the 
loose head prop mm-hmm. and Tonga Fasi's tight. They're hands down probably the best props we have in both positions. Hooker, I'm probably going to go with Dane Coles. I would go with Dane Coles. I, I, I think they will go with Dane Coles, but you never know. They could go with Cody Taylor. Um, just for that leadership and he just he actually played pretty well in the Super Rugby Championship I was you know for for the games that he did play especially mm-hmm. that first game against the Blues um, he was a standout then the locks we would go with uh, White Lock and Tupelo and then Look, I wouldn't start Sam Kane. I, I he wouldn't even be in my team if, um, after Super Rugby, but because he's the captain, uh, we'll give him a second chance. So he probably starts at seven. Um, they'll probably go Artie at eight and Frizzell at six, I'd say, just for that experience, maybe. Uh, Aaron Smith has to start at halfback. Moanga, I think, over Barrett. At ten, this is a big call. We go. See, I would. Is Lamalpi available? No. No, he's uh, he's back to training, but he's still recovering from his broken arm. Yeah. See, yeah. This is a, the midfield's an issue, I reckon, because we found out through the World Cup, like you know, Leonard Brown, great player, good you know, great uh, great player, but. Do they win us test matches? Do they do the mutt do, do they have that ability to break the line and add a bit of spice to the back line? I don't think so, um, personally. And I think that's where Laomapi or a, a Rico Ioane or a, um, a Peter Umanga Jensen can do that. Or they could complement each other quite well. So, you know, if you're starting at 12, good Hugh. Then you'd have someone like Peter outside him, who's a big ball runner who can, who's got the ability to break the line. Or you have Lamapi at twelve, and you have Leonard Brown outside him, who's Lamapi's like ability to break the line. But Leonard Brown's got a bit more of a levelled head, and just doesn't stuff up basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that they'll probably they won't go with either of that. They'll probably just go with Goodhue and Leonard Brown. Then wingers. Uh, they'll go with Reese, I think, and Will Jordan, I reckon, will get a start. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Will Jordan has to start, or has to be in the 22 at least. He's the, he's the best player in the in the Super Rugby almost, and in that North first South game, like won the winning game. I mean, what else does the man have to do? <laughs> Who's your fullback? <laughs> Fullback's Geordie. He, just because of his boot. Yeah, I'm I'm not too dissimilar to you, bro. Um, I went with Cody Taylor at hooker. The only asterisk being that then I'm not sure if Dane Coles is going to be fit. I think he's carrying yeah. a bit of a calf niggle, so it's sort of a, a flip with them too. Then yeah, I've, I've got the rest of the four pack. I've, I've stuck the same. Dissimilar to you though. So I, I mean, I've gone with an Antonio Brown, Rico Iwani midfield. Um, and then on my wings, I've gone with George Bridge and Sevu Reese. I'm, I, oh, yeah. I, I get what you mean with Will Jordan, and I was very, very tempted to to just throw him in there, considering the success that he's had in in twenty twenty off the back was, was even a pretty strong twenty nineteen. But so you're leaving Bowden out? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, Bowden's in my twenty three, so he he he, he yeah. makes the bench. But I've I've got Jordy at fullback <laughs> as well. But I think my only justification for for Will Jordan is the fact that this is the first game of the year. 
and I think that Ian Foster might well, Ian Foster, I feel, was going to go with the tried and true and a team that he can and really back. And it's not to say that you can't back Will Jordan, but I think that because of all the all the conversations that arose after Ian Foster's appointment, I think that the last thing that he needs to happen is to come up with a bit of a blunder or, you know, at the worst, lose his first game in charge. So I, I feel like he's gonna he, he's gonna play it safe. Mm. And pick pick a really solid team, mm. um, and yeah, unfortunately because Will Jordan for me at the test level, at the moment is only really a winger, and yeah, he misses out. So mm. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like me personally, I would have liked to have seen a little bit of spice because I feel like the the Wallabies are going to be quite green. Is... Yeah, I just yeah, I just I just think that you know Dave Rennie coming in, you know, it's a change of the system. For the Wallabies, they've got a lot of young guys. They've lost a bit of experience. You know, their, their competition isn't very strong, so they're going to be going up against guys who have been playing test match footy week in, week out in Super Rugby Aotearoa. But, yeah, just because, I mean, you look at Ian Foster, he's just vanilla. You know, there's there's no sort of, like, sexiness to him at all. Mm. And I just feel like to, to start things off, I think he just wants to get that win, and I don't really think he cares how he comes about it. Mm. So I, I I honestly think if he goes with the same same old team that he had in the uh, World Cup, that Australia's in with a chance here. I honestly think that because you got to go, you got to at some point you got to pick off who's performing and who's like you say, you know, um, he might not do that straight away, but that's why I think Australia's actually got a, a really good sniff this week, just simply because I don't think he will add in the the form players of the Super Rugby um, into that starting squad and he'll go with, you know, the old trusty, but is the old trusty the old trusty? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I rate Dave Rennie as a coach and I think yeah. that he, should he get the proper resources and the potential that they've got coming through their age gate reps come to fruition, I think that the Wallabies can become really strong over the next couple of years. But mm. I just think that at the moment, Man for man, I mean, I mean, who 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 is the Wallabies' best player? I mean, like the, I, I read reports that you know there were questions around Michael Hooper still being the Wallabies' captain, and that you know a lot of it's been mm. driven off the fact that he's you know he's got such a massive contract with the Wallabies. So I mean, I, I I couldn't pick out one guy in that Wallabies team that I'd even like throw into contention for the All Blacks or even be a bolter at best. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, fair, so. fair call. But at the same time, a lot of people just write the Wallabies off just because they haven't won it for so many years. But they're honestly they're getting better and better. And I've, I've, I know the, I don't know, I know the names when I look at them. But uh, when you actually see uh, the team that they'll put out, I think a lot of people will just write them off immediately because they won't know the name. But there's a, new, a lot of new kids coming through. They're under twenties, I think, last mm-hmm. year or the year before. Pumped New Zealand. I think it was two years ago. Pumped New Zealand. And then maybe last year one as well. Um, did they have it last year? Or maybe got called off. Yeah, yeah. so last year's uh, one, they made the final against France. France have won the yeah. last couple of years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they've got some good players though coming through. 22, 21, 22-year-olds that, um, that, that people will know about soon enough. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I I feel like Dave Rennie's got quite 
uh, quite a cool project on his hands. You know, he's come in you mm. know, after a World Cup year. He gets to implement all of his stuff. You know, there's a new board by the looks of it, and he's got this good mm. crop of talent coming through the age grade system. But I just mm. think, you know, first test in New Zealand, you know, going to be packed out crowd. You know, the, the All Blacks haven't played in well over a year. And I, I just think they're going to do a job. Um, whether or not, mm. you know, they, they, put, they put 50 on them, you know, that might be um, that, that might be me, me being a little bit too optimistic. But I just think that... Because, I mean, and then the other thing that I, 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 I just want to throw in there that I found out today that I'm not sure will have too much of an effect, but surely the All Blacks have an advantage, is that the Wallabies are actually in Christchurch at the moment. And so they mm. only fly up to Wellington on the day. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. so I've been told. So, I mean, like, whether or not that, that, that plays a part in, to their preparation and whether it puts them behind the eight ball is beyond okay. me because I'm not a sports scientist. But, yeah, I, well, yeah, there's something about it. I feel like, the, you know, the whole country is going to be watching and there's going to be all this energy in that stadium that I just, I just can't see the All Blacks not coming out on the right side of the ledger, you know, after yeah. 30 minutes. I mean, if it was played at Eden Park, I'd say all backs hands down, but they, they, if they're going to lose a game, it's not at Eden Park, so um, just bear that in mind. But here's one for the punters. So New Zealand's paying $3.75, one to 12 which I think is a pretty good bet. Um, New Zealand 13 plus $1.53. Australia, one to 12 7 bucks. Or Australia thirteen plus thirty one bucks. So I think New Zealand twelve and under three seventy five is a pretty good bet. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that, that is that is quite high actually. Like even even two fifty, I, I I would have been quite intrigued. But yeah, pushing four bucks. Yeah, if Chuck a cheeky fifty, that's you know <laughs> couple that's two fifty back or more. <laughs> exactly, bro. Oh, well, um, yeah. So, who is so? Are you, are you, so, you're back in the All Blacks twelve and under. Would would that be your bet if you had to put your money on it? Yeah, yeah. All Blacks twelve and under. Um, I think I think it'll be a bit closer than than what we think. And uh, and I would not be surprised if the if the Wallabies somehow just pip us. It de- really depends on on what team he goes with. I think as well because. Have we got? Are we going to have that strike? Are we going to have that Caleb Clark? Are we going to have that, you know, that that X factor to to really break the game open? Is Severi Reese is is he really as good as what he was last? Uh, yeah, last year. Did he uh, start from the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 you, know what you mean? know, there might be a bit of second year syndrome, but now, like for me, I, I think the 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 big one for me to watch this weekend is going to be Rico Iwani. I've, I've been very very pleased with what I saw out of him in Super Rugby Aotearoa, the way that he's pretty much revitalised his career after a pretty stop and start 2019. You know, he loses his job as, as an all-black starter and, you know, he, he didn't have the greatest Super Rugby season, but he's he's put his head down and he's changed positions and he's come out of it the right way and I, I think that he will, he'll be rewarded for it just because of his point of difference. Like you said, Antoine Brown and Jack Goodhue, they're really good players, but they don't really have that point of difference at the test level. And mm. I think that like you mentioned, you know, La Marfi, you know, like trying to tackle him front on is you know, probably the toughest task in world rugby at the moment. But with Rico, because he's got that that outside back pace, 
and he's he's actually got really really good um, ball skills in terms of like putting his outsides into space, you know, off the different set moves that the Blues were running. Mm. Uh, I, I think that you know this could be a game where um, you know, like I'm not sure what the what what the try scoring things are for first try scorer, but I'd I, I'd put my money on Rico Iwani. But I am going to back the All Blacks to win 13 plus. Um, I wouldn't put my money on it because I'm a pretty frugal guy, and a dollar fifty doesn't really intrigue me. But I, yeah, I just I just think the Wallabies are there for the taking. You know, first game, you know, Ian Foss in charge. You know, especially someone like John Plumtree. I mean, I've I've heard wicked stories about some of the sprays that he's given the Canes boys over the years, and I think we have that forward pack humming, and I think that the game will be one up front, and then it'll ultimately be up to the back line to dictate how many points the All Blacks run in. So put it this way: if they lose, they might be the shortest stint of a coaching career. I think Ian Foster's an have. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be very interesting. And then they'll be like, fuck, we should have hired Scott <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But again, bro, we're just going to have to wait and see how it unfolds. But yeah, thank you very much for, for joining me on the show, bro. Um, I'll look to get you back on Monday sometime because I think that there, there might be a few celebratory drinks Sunday night after the game. It's just you're going to go with the old fella. Mm. You know, it seems like it's only right to. Going for a few back. So, yeah, I'll get in touch with you Monday, bro. And, yeah, fingers crossed we get an all-black stub Sunday, Arvo. Sweet, man. Sounds good. Sounds right, good. Bro. Thanks for having me. No worries, brother. See ya. Right. Cheers, mate.